Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches. Powered by Kettlebell Kitchen is a goal-based meal delivery service that believes in fueling the body with high-quality, nutrient-dense foods to help you perform your best. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm Heather Hartman, your host, editor of Box Borough Magazine, and I'm here with Justin from Deepwell Athletics. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? I can't complain. Uh, we're recording this on uh, in the, in the weekend of 19.4, so we were both just kind of chatting about that earlier. Uh, it's been a very interesting open. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, it's been very interesting, so we'll, I can't wait to see what 19.5 is. But, um, yeah, Justin, let's go ahead and just don't jump into your story. I love to start off with the stories about, you know, how the different people I have on my show found CrossFit. So how did you find CrossFit? How did you come into this crazy world? Sure. So naturally, my story mirrors a lot of the others that you hear. Um, I was a competitive golfer, in a, in a sense, on the amateur level. And uh, a buddy of mine started CrossFit and was just telling me all about it. And I uh, was, well, I, you know, I'll give this a try. There was a gym literally a mile and a half down the road that just opening, putting up a sign. Um, so I saw it. And I'm like, you know what? David's loving this. I'm going to give it a try. I need to do something. And um, came in for the first class, and you know, the rest is history as far as the love for CrossFit. Um, so did it for about a, a year, and then I was like, you know, I really enjoy this, and I'd love to be able to help others, you know. Um, so I got certified and started coaching, and so a year into it, started coaching, and um, really from there I went into just – could not get enough information. I was just wanting to learn, 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 and, and try to help as much as possible. So, yeah, a simple sign on the road and a friend is what got me going in this journey of CrossFit. Hmm. Interesting. And you said you were a golfer. Yeah. This, well, this is very yeah, different. Like but this is very different than golf. <laughs> it is, but you know, it's funny. Um, I'm actually trying to figure out how to tell this story um, through social media and all that um, because – being a golfer, I was always afraid to work out, you know, when I was in high school and I had the opportunity to, to go play in college, but got hurt and that didn't happen. Um, but I was always afraid to lift weights. I thought it was going to affect my golf swing. And once I started CrossFit, golf got easier. Like my endurance was better. My mobility was better. So therefore my swing was less, there was more, less effort in my swing. Like I was playing so much better, wow. um, just from what CrossFit does to the average person. So um, it was really inspiring to me. And now I'm like, you know, I have a passion for golf, so I don't play that much between a family, a, a gym, a full-time job. And there's just not time for uh, golf anymore. But I want to be able to tell those others, like, listen, this can help your golf game. Hmm. What I'm curious because so I, I worked at a golf course for about four years. I never really played. I, you know, I would go out and like, hit a ball every now and then, but I never quite enjoyed it. So I'm just kind of curious, what, what do you love about golf? Like, what is the draw for you? Uh, there's so much strategy and, um, it's so technical. And I think that's one of the things I love about CrossFit too, is a lot of the stuff we do is so technical. Um, I'm very observant and analytical when it comes to things like that. So, uh, it's just, yeah, I, <laughs> I started playing with my mom when I was 12 years old and, 
yeah, I just it's hooked. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I have to ask because I'm like, I am not a golf fan. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not for everybody. I mean, it's definitely not an exciting thing to watch on TV unless you play and really understand everything. Mm. It's It looks boring, but mm-hmm. um, if you have competitiveness in you and you get out there, it's, it's mm. fun. I think it's cool how CrossFit can benefit things that you might not expect it to benefit. Kind of what you're Absolutely. saying. Like you weren't expecting yeah. lifting weights to help. No, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I was always afraid that if I was to put on any muscle that it would, you know, limit my range of motion and affect my golf swing. <clears throat> and a big part of me thinking that is because one of my friends that I played with in high school, he spent a whole summer doing nothing but bodybuilding type stuff and it did mess his golf swing up. So I was always afraid, but oh. that's because, you know, he was just simply, you know, bench pressing, doing like everything he could just to build mass, not really focusing on the full range of motion like we do in CrossFit. And so I think that's what hurt him, but helped me. Mm. I think that's a good uh, focus because I think sometimes we get focused on like, oh, lifting weights makes you stronger. And these gymnastic movements can help you like uh, find balance, coordination. But I think we forget like, no, it's actually opening up your entire body and creating this new route of mobility use of your physical form. So I think that's a really good point. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny. So like my front rack position is pretty impressive for a guy um and i attribute a lot of that to golf because just the range of motion that's required throughout the golf swing like my t-spine is not nearly as tight as most people um so yeah it's i didn't lose that either you know Hmm. as i started doing crossfit and lifting weights that i had never even thought about lifting before yeah oh so interesting more i learn about crossfit i swear i'm like (laughs) this seems about right yeah it's, it's that's exactly what we said. I mean, it is for yeah. everybody. It helps every aspect mm-hmm. of life. Yep, and that's why we're here. And so, kind of off of that, Justin, like, what what was that mindset shift? I love asking this question. That took you from doing CrossFit, coaching CrossFit, to, huh, I should open up a gym and do this as a living. Yeah. So I, like I said I was a coach, um, and then I just like once I started doing that, I just I couldn't get enough information. I started to, you know learn a lot about nutrition as well, and um, trying to play around with learning as much as I could there. Um, and then you know, just once I was able to help a couple people in a pretty significant way, it just hit me in a way that um, I was like I got to do this. So um, you know. I'd say probably a year prior to acquiring the gym, I was thinking to myself, like, I would love to to have this as, you know, a business one day. And I didn't know how it would be or if it would even be. But, um, yeah, I just the, all it took was impacting a couple people pretty significantly or, or just seeing some significant changes in, in people's lives. And it just hit me in a way that I, I never would have guessed. I mean, the thought of owning a gym never really crossed my mind until – it impacted me and then by seeing the impact I was having on others. Hmm. Yeah. So then walk me through those steps. So, you know, how yeah. you've gotten to where you are today. So, um, I guess it was, so we've been deep well for be two years in July. Um, so leading up to becoming deep well, I was actually who I, the owner of the gym that I started with her and I had talked about potentially partnering up and doing something a little bigger. Um, and then, the further we got into that, um, she decided she was gonna, she would rather pursue another business venture, and um, so it was either buy the gym or let it dissolve. And I just could not stand the thought of that. So because the motions had already been set as far as like trying to 
create the partnership and become part of this, I was able to just go ahead and, and go all in and say, let's do this. So, um, yeah, that was be two years in July that we became Deepwell. Okay. So did you rebrand when you took over? I did. It was previously CrossFit Juicebox. Okay. Um, and then I just, when we were talking about doing the, um, the partnership, there was going to be a rebrand with that and tying into the community of Mooresville, which um, Aaron, who owned the gym previously, she had found an article where um, back when the original settlers came here, they called it the community of Deepwell. And that was just such a cool thing because, you know, obviously the community of CrossFit and then the tie to the town. And then um, we have a pretty strong faith and uh, we wanted to tie that into the gym too. So my wife was kind of looking through scriptures and found John 4.14, which talks about, you know, going to the well and all that. And, um, just It just seemed like a perfect fit. So uh, we rolled with that name, and, you know, and hmm. completely, you know, rebranded as far as that goes. And went with Deep Well Athletics, because not to steer away from CrossFit. You know, we're still affiliated, and, and that is the heart of what we do, but just a bigger vision of, more down the road you know whether that's this year next year who knows but just to be able to have that name um, that allows us to pivot in different directions and to do something different or should something happen to crossfit we're not solely branded as crossfit mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of the idea behind going that direction with the name yeah yeah that makes sense and that that kind of brings up uh well fit i know you have well fit and that right. is maybe a little different than CrossFit, so that, that yeah. branding kind of opens that up. So could you tell me a little bit more about that program and what that looks like? Yeah, so WellFit is just that. It was our way of creating something for somebody who has no interest in CrossFit or maybe is intimidated by CrossFit would like an easier way in. So um, it's a little bit of a shorter class. It's 45 minutes traditionally. Sometimes it'll run up to an hour. Um, but we basically we only use kettlebells and dumbbells. Um, it's So our, obviously our strength stuff is limited in weight by that um, it's more aerobic based programming it's still a lot of the same movements that you'll see in crossfit um but you know done in a less technical um easier barrier to entry so you know we don't require foundations for it but it also is an avenue that we have in our foundations to get into crossfit so we allow some people to do a month of well fit just to get them used to that group setting or into the you know, the movements that we, um, that we do. And then from there, they can take their foundations and, um, jump into the CrossFit from there. Hmm. I feel like this is a trend I've just been seeing throughout the industry. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, everybody, you know, we, it gets coined as a boot camp. Um, we actually, our Instagram handle for it has boot camp. I'm looking to remove that. Just, I'm not, it's not a boot camp by any means. It's not something where you're going to come in and you're just going to move your feet every minute that you're in here. Um, it is more of a, a, a CrossFit class setting as far as, you know, we have instruction. Uh, we have an introduction every day. There's a strength piece. There's a workout. So the, the, the structure of the class resembles CrossFit. It's just a different type of workout. It's not an easier workout. A lot of people think, oh, well, if it's easier – but it's not, you know, it's, it's just a different workout. We have a handful of CrossFitters that have a goal of doing a well-fit class once a week because it challenges them in a way that they're different. So that's, you know, that told me that we were doing something right because it isn't just like, 
oh, that's a lighter version of CrossFit. It's, it is, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think has made it successful? Because I know more and more gyms are doing things like this or looking into doing things like this class, like WellFit. I guess what maybe has made it successful? What, what tips or advice could you give to other owners who are looking to implement something similar? Yeah, I think, um, honestly, it hasn't been as successful as I would like it to be so far. Um, I didn't have the idea that we would start this program that is not CrossFit and it would just boom. I knew it would be, you know, you have to create something. And we've changed. We've evolved since we started. It was more of a boot camp style class when we started more um, body weight type movements and things like that. Um, but we've it just got redundant that way. So with changing up the movements and the structure, we're able to vary it a lot more. Um, but I would say like we did a two month run of where we were doing these pop-up events to open up the community. They were free to the community. We started that in November, uh, went all the way through January and or, yeah, then in January we launched the program. So we had, you know, I think it was close to 50 people that came to one of our pop-ups. So that built us a list that we were able to say, hey, like you've enjoyed what you've done on these pop-ups. You know, we're rolling this program out in January. Here's our founder special, and um, you know, kind of took off from there. Yeah, that's awesome. So like pop-ups you just did around the community at different locations? So we actually held them at the gym. Oh, um, okay. I, the, the idea was that we would go to like a local park and do it, but being that it was November, um, it just weather didn't allow for that. So we just had a, a Saturday um, at 10 o'clock after our 8.30 CrossFit was over. We just opened up the doors, you know, put balloons on the road and just said, hey, you know, free pop-up well-fit class. And mm-hmm. Um, that also allowed us to get surveys filled out by participants. Hey, you know, if this was something that you wanted to do, what class times would work for you and mm-hmm. things like that. So we could, you know, try to make sure that when we built the schedule that we were doing times that worked for people and we could find out if childcare was important or not, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So yeah. that helped, you know, not completely shooting in the dark in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's helpful to know what people want. <laughs> so you're giving yeah. them that. Mm-hmm. So did you get a lot of new people coming in, like new leads, or was it a lot of members who had just been doing CrossFit? So we only had maybe one or two members from CrossFit switch to WellFit. Everybody else was, wow. we had, I would say the bulk of our initial members were actually CrossFitters' spouses, hmm. uh, which was cool because you get the whole family involved in this because, you know, if, if the husband or the wife is doing a program and the other one's not really into fitness, doesn't quite understand why they enjoy going to the gym so much, and then their spouse comes in and they're like, hey, I, I get this now. It's like it becomes a family thing and then just having them here together and then the kids get to watch and see their parents and uh, that's just been really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really neat. And uh, Yeah, it, it's cool when you get the whole family in there and – because they've been seeing their spouse change, they've been seeing their kids change, or their mom and dad change, but it's like, there's some hurdle that people have to get over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, uh, actually, this afternoon, our uh, member of the month for March is actually from our WellFit program, and I was reading her survey, I'm, I forget, I'm going to read exactly how she said. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, we, our kids' area, the kids can look right into class, so mm. uh, they, they watch what their parents are doing all class long, but um, 
Let's see here. So the question to Jocelyn was, what kind of changes have you experienced in your life since starting WellFit that you didn't expect? And she said, my girls see me going to the gym and say, I want to exercise and be strong like mommy. Mm. Like, that, it hit her and that hits me too because it's yeah. I've got a three-year-old. And uh, she loves coming to the gym. There's one Sunday a couple weeks ago, she said, she asked, Daddy, can we go to the gym and you coach me? Like, that was just And you're like, like yeah. Oh, yeah, well, let's go. And then I think she worked out harder than me. So uh, it, was, it was really cool. Wow. Oh, I just love hearing that. The impact, the, the yeah. multiple touch points that are going on. So, and, and, and kind of off of that, Justin, like with starting this new program, that kind of makes me think of uh, it's probably challenging. And you probably have gone through various challenges since, you know, rebranding two years ago and going through this process of gym ownership. I was just yeah. kind of curious if maybe you could um, shed the light on a few of the challenge, few challenges that you've, you know, come across and had to overcome. Yeah, well, I mean, the first challenge was running a business for the first time, you know? <laughs> Isn't it everybody's challenge? <laughs> it's so easy to look at, at a gym and say, wow, they've got X number of members. I'm paying this. They must be bringing in that much revenue. This is fun. Let's do this. And it doesn't work out that way. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that takes a long time that you don't think about, um, not only the learning curve of it, but just the actual processes of it. So that was a challenge to overcome in the beginning. You know, I'm st Certainly there are still some, but you know, I have a better understanding at this point of what it takes month to month. Um, Another challenge for me is just I have a full-time job still, and I have a wife and a child, and you know the demands of owning this gym. So, like balancing all of that has certainly been a challenge. I mean, I, I, my thought was by year one I would make a transition um, to gym full-time, and you know, just unfortunately, you don't expect, you can't anticipate the additional expenses that come with that growth um, because I was not completely in that mindset of the easy easy math of members versus revenue um, you're not taking into account everything else so that was certainly a challenge but you know I'm thankful I have an amazing group of coaches that you know just have allowed me to lighten my coaching load uh, when I first started I was coaching you know two three classes a day and some some evenings I was doing 415 515 615 back to back on top of you know, working all day. Um, so, you know, having that load lightened was a huge relief. Um, and, you know, I was fortunate that I was able to bring pretty much all of those coaches from within. I've only got one coach that's from outside of the gym, and that's he was a previous gym owner um, of a very successful gym out in Colorado, and um, he's been a huge asset to us. So, um, yeah, and I think the only other challenge that – you know, with this rebrand is telling the story of who we are now. Um, you know, not having CrossFit in the name is is good and bad because some people are looking for that and may overlook us. Um, but then there's also those that don't have the interest that maybe uh, like what is this deep athletics thing? In um, our location, we don't have any road frontage, so uh, you have to really be looking for us to find us. We're <laughs> in like we're in the back corner of an L-shaped business, like park so um yeah it's not easy to find and the town doesn't let us put any signage up other than i did finally put like one of those plastic a-frame signs out in the front along the road and i was like i'm gonna put it out here the town takes it in a week so be it i've got to see if i can get by with this and 
thankfully it's still there and um it's brought us probably 10 members so it's like yeah it's uh, you know a simple 150 dollar sign or whatever it is has definitely um helped get our name out there um and you know the traffic backs up to where that sign sits every day so like one member came in she's like you know, I, I sit out there by your sign every day. It's like, it's a sign that I just need you to check this place <laughs> out. <laughs> so, you know, that, that was uh, very eye opening that, you know, it's like, man, if we had some road French, how much would that help? Mm. But, you know, it's the same sense, like, my rent's very reasonable because I don't have that road frontage. And in the beginning, like, that's very important. So, um, yeah, telling the story and just getting out there and becoming known has been a, a challenge. No matter if you're looking to lose weight, build muscle, or just crush PRs, Kettlebell Kitchen is here to help make it happen. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Has that been a lot of, since you can't do signs, has that been a lot of just word of mouth or going to local businesses? or? Yeah, pretty much up until the last few months, it's all been referral and social media. Um, I've done a little bit of paid Facebook advertising, not much, um, but recently we're starting to get involved in the community a little bit. We're actually doing a health fair uh, with our local chamber next week, and then there's a big festival um, in downtown Morrisville in May um, where we're going to have a booth in that. I've uh, started to attend, there's a, a young professionals group here in Morrisville, so um, I've started to attend some of those meetings and just meet with other young business owners and entrepreneurs and, and just young professionals in general um, to try to spread our name and hopefully get one or two of those in here to see who we are and what we're all about. Uh, we did a, we, when we joined the chamber, we did a ribbon cutting and that was really cool um, as far as I learned a lot about just kind of where we are. So we had, I want to say maybe seven, eight other business owners come in along with some of our members. It was a really cool day, but there were three common things that everybody who hadn't been here said. They all, the first thing was I had no idea you were back here. So I'm like, dang it. (laughs) Got to get that A-frame up. (laughs) Yeah. The second thing was, um, this place is really nice. And then the third one was CrossFit's too hard for me. So I was, you know, that was all three of those points were huge for me because it told me like, I've got to do better about getting known. Um, it told me that I'm doing something right as far as the aesthetics and the way that I've built this place out since, um, changing everything. Um, and then it also told me I've got to do a better story, better job telling the story that everybody can do CrossFit if they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, at least you got those themes and you can work off of those and address yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's challenging. I think that's the biggest thing is people just trying to get past, you know, those excuses or, um, things that people are believing that maybe aren't necessarily true. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I will always say CrossFit is for everybody, but it's not for everybody. You have to want to do it. But if you want to do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, yeah. And it can it can change anybody's lives. Like I've been, I've been telling people that, um, or it's like, you know, you, I, I can only encourage you so much towards this, but 
ultimately you have to want to do it and want to see that change for the change to happen. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. that's just hard. Cause you're like, I know it could work for you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we have full belief in them. They just don't have it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, how, how do you even, how do you address that? Like, is it just sitting down and having an honest conversation with them? I, I think it's honestly, I, I think they just have to do it. I don't know that. And I think until it's experienced, it, it can't be known because there's just that fear factor that's not overcome. It's just really hard to overcome. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got testimonials of people that you can show, like you know, and that's something we're trying to get a lot better at is more and more video um, and telling stories of people within this gym to try to match with other personalities and, and um, people that we want in this gym. I mean, I've got Denise who's 65, and you know, when she first came in here, she couldn't squat anywhere near parallel. She could barely get her hands over her head. Now she's squatting below parallel. Her hands, her arms are almost locked out, going over her head, and it's just from putting in time, putting in work, and mm-hmm. just doing what she can do and trying to be better every day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, showing that and telling that story to the masses, I think, is. Aside from having them try classes, the only way for them to see that, yes, they can do it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just wish you could, like, shove belief in their ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So, no. but, yeah. And, and then, so we were talking, and you had mentioned um, your, your 415, 515, 615 classes. And I told you, I was like, this is very interesting. I don't usually see classes starting on the 15-minute mark of the hour. So, why do you do that? So, that was an acquired thing. Uh, <laughs> the previous owner had it that way, and it's something that I've actually been kind of toying with, potentially moving it to the thirty-minute, um, just because we're we're having more and more people that are like showing up right at the start of class time, or just a couple minutes after. Um, traffic through here in our area, like we're growing. This area is growing really fast. Um, the traffic is terrible, um, so. If it gets any worse, I'm probably going to have to look into moving it to the 4.30 just to give that 15-minute window that's needed for quite a few people now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was more so just an acquired thing, um, and okay. I just rolled with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Although, you know, if you sit 4.30, then they're going to be like, oh, I could be a little later, and then they'll be exactly. 4.32. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's like that's – so, like, our well-fit class on uh, our, for nighttime, we have 6.15 CrossFit, and then well-fit starts at 6.30, so to give that 15-minute window for the briefing and things for CrossFit and then allow that class to get out on the floor, and then well-fit comes in behind, then they get their briefing. <laughs> so if I move CrossFit to 6.30, then – Am I gonna move well to six forty five? I really don't want to do that because I know like six thirty is late enough for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially those that have kids. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that holds me back from that. But we'll mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe I just need to be firmer on having them get hurt on that fifteenth mark. I mean, start making them do burpees or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> guys, I hate to throw a penalty in there, but yeah. um actually one of the coaches at our gym, he gave me a good tip for when I coach my classes and he was like, you know, if people come in late to my class, I ignore them. <laughs> I was like, you do what? He's like, I ignore them. They've come in late. They don't get any special uh, addressing of the warm-up, and they have to figure it out until I address the class again. <laughs> I was like, I did that, and it worked. <laughs> well, uh, people don't come yeah. late anymore, but it's also kind of mean. You're like, I feel really bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's not a um, it's not to the point where it's disruptive to the class for That's us good. or anything like that. So it, 
it really doesn't need addressed. It would be more so just for my peace of mind, knowing that people can get here. But yeah. like you said, that they they probably would start showing up at you know six thirty five yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. So um, you know, some people are just always five minutes behind. You know, fashionably late. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so and then kind of off of that, Justin, uh, we talked about challenges, but I do want to ask like. And, and maybe one thing is the aesthetics of your gym because people complimented on that. But what are maybe some things that you think you all do very well, whether it's in your systems or in the product you put out or anything like that? Maybe maybe highlight one or two things that Deepwell, you know, really kind of shines at, you think. Yeah, I mean, so I like to, aside from seeing what members do, I love when we get drop-ins and to hear what their perspective of our gym is because – Lots of times drop-ins have been, not only do they have their home gym, but they typically are traveling and have been in a variety of gyms. Um, so they get to see all kinds of different gyms. And, um, you know, our two most common things that we hear are how nice the gym is, how nice it looks, how clean it is, things like that. Um, and then just how welcoming our community is. Like everybody that comes into this place, if it's not myself or our coaches, like the members are very active and going up and greeting them with a smile and just making everybody feel welcome. And, um, I think that's a differentiator for us. You know, it's just a, you come in here and like I had somebody come in uh, earlier this week to check us out, uh, to, and set up his trial. And he's like, this place just feels good. And so like when you hear that, and I hear that often. So I'm like, you know, the vibe that we're putting off is, you know, what people want. Now we just got to get them here to experience it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key is getting them hooked and getting them in. So, um, and then Justin, I'm sure some people will love to hear um, you speak specifically uh, on maybe advice or tips you've learned since, you know, becoming an owner and running a business, which you said you're like, mm, I haven't really done that before. So maybe any advice or tips on, you know, two years in that you're like other affiliate owners could really learn from hearing or really benefit from hearing this. Yeah. I think, you know, in the beginning, um, I like when we started well fit, it started to take off and like the gym was getting busy. Like the space beside me came open and I really wanted to, like I wanted to expand not so much just to say I have a bigger gym, but to be able to like have like, a well-fit area, a CrossFit area, and then a bigger welcoming area. And it just, it would have made a more functionable gym doing it that way. Um, but I listened to my gut and I didn't do it. And I'm so thankful that I didn't because, you know, yes, we had this huge surge in the beginning because it's a new program, but then things kind of leveled off and it's, you know, it's steadily growing. It's growing at a, a, a manageable pace. And I think that's like, something that you need to be okay with is growing at a manageable pace, not trying to get this rush of people to find a certain financial uh, number of some sort, like be okay with a moderate growth mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure that everything is working properly. Cause I know that I'm not ready for 20 people to walk in my gym and join tomorrow. And I don't want that because I love the environment. And if I have a surge of people, then I'm gonna lose that intimate vibe that we have here because it's gonna be like, who are all these new people? They don't understand like how we do things and, and how we operate. So, you know, it's a that surge of people can affect you in a variety of ways. Mm. So, yeah, like be patient. Um, 
uh, just take it slow and be be happy with what you're getting, but you know, striving to get more. You know, I, my goal is to average five new members a month, and for the first year we did that, and it, you know, it was it was a perfect growth for us. I was able to keep up with the additional expenses of equipment and just things that we had to acquire to accommodate the new growth, um, but I didn't have to go take a loan to do it. You know, I was able to just like, all right, you know, we need this now, we need this now, and you know, every time. We had some new growth, like it was it was there. Um, it wasn't anything in excess of what we could handle. So, yeah, I'd say just be patient and um, you know just enjoy a, a steady growth and and try to just make everything seamless and streamlined uh, while you can. Because you know, I listened to a podcast once. They were talking about like social media growth. They say like get to ten thousand followers is like the hardest thing. You know, once you get past ten thousand, next thing you know, you're at a hundred thousand, then you're at a million because it's like mm-hmm. it's a snowball effect of a greater number of people. And your gym will, I think your, I mean, I haven't experienced it, so I can't say this, but I think your gym will see that. You know, as you grow, if you've got a good product and you've got good systems, that as time goes on, you'll see that snowball effect too. So just you know, be patient in the beginning and get things right, and then it'll all pay off in the end. And I think another thing it's important, like. I see on the owners groups a lot is just fear of all the competition. And I don't think you should fear the competition. I mean, I, I sure. Like, do I worry? Like, would some of my people go if there was another gym? Yeah. Like, I don't like the thought of that, but you know, if they do, it's because I'm not doing something right. But I, like, I look at it this way. There's 38,000 people in my town. I don't even want 1% of those people. You know, if I can get 200 people, you know, with a good average revenue per member, I'm set. Like, that's not even 1% of my town. So, like, there's more than enough people, even if you're in a small town, like, there is more than enough people to, for all of us to survive. So, like, don't stress about that stuff would be my advice. Yeah, because you already have enough stresses as it is. Why stress about other things? <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not saying getting that 200 people is easy because I'm not there. Um, I understand that it's you know a lot of work to make that happen, but the possibility and, and it, it's there. Like it can be done. It's just you know getting everything lined up and ready, and then go for it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I don't know. It's interesting. Like. Your advice, like, you know, sometimes you'd think advice would be, like, do point A, point B, but your advice is definitely more, like, have patience, you know, look for balance, like, don't stress, it's going to be okay, like, it's all these, like, internal things that I think have to happen, it's just, I mean, it sounds like there's just a lot of personal growth when it comes to ownership of a gym. <laughs> there is, I, so, um, last year, at my church, we do, like, a, a word for the year, mm. and, um, Last year, first year of ownership, like a business ownership, my word was development. And so I just spent the year trying to absorb and grow and develop as much as I can um, because there's a lot to be learned from business ownership and gym ownership. And um, and it helps in all aspects of life. It's not just in your business. So, you know, that's why I went to the, the leadership summit, you know, to get around people and see, you know, how I can develop and grow and learn. Yeah. Yeah, what's your word for this year? <laughs> oh, do you remember it? 
<laughs> I just drew a blank. I can tell you my wife's was peace. No, perseverance was mine. Perseverance. Uh, oh, you guys yeah. have peas. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. So it's, you know, last year I developed and this year I know it's going to be a grind mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's just, I'm at that point where it's, things are doing very good, um, mm-hmm. but they need to be better. So yeah. I've got to be patient and, and persevere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, this is where people get stuck and it gets hard because you can have that phenomenal growth and then it like turns into this, you know, not a flat line, but just a steady, a steady yeah, line. I, it can be like, ah. Yeah, we've, we're kind of experiencing that right now. Like we, the first year, like I so said, we averaged five new members a month. It was perfect for us. It was exactly what I could manage. And then, you know, now it's like the last few months have been two or three. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any new members in January, I think it was. And, you know, I know everybody thinks fitness first month of the year, everybody wants to join, but it's not the same for us. Uh, but we're starting to see an uptick now, which is mm-hmm. which is the trend for this, um, for us. Like last year we saw a big tick up in um, mm-hmm. March. So it's just, again, just being patient and mm-hmm. knowing that it, it's all going to work out. You know, just, you know, just keep doing the things you know that work and yeah. don't, you know, don't stay in those tracks. You know, you got to continually try to do things different and try yeah. new things. That's why we're getting out into community and trying to just mm-hmm. try different marketing pieces. Without, I don't, I think social media marketing works for some, but I think if you can get out in the community and, and touch those people personally, your your capture rate's going to be a lot better. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Well, cool, Justin. Well, thank you so much for talking about deep well and just weaving in and out of your story and all of that and for being a golfer i guess so (laughs) (laughs) i still know about that part but i mean good for you (laughs) yeah well not so much anymore i think i played twice last year everything else consumes it now but that's all right maybe next year your word can be golf so (laughs) you just golf like once a week and feel great (laughs) well no but seriously thank you so much for being on the show today and and for all the you who are listening like maybe it's time to find a word of your own uh i know that i do that i think that's a great experience a a great thing to do um maybe it's time to just persevere buckle down grind um and maybe it's try to systems or do a well fit or something or change your classes to 615 i don't know but i think you made a great point of like we always need to be continually moving forward continually asking what could grow what could change what could be better so i think that's a great question but yeah justin thank you so much for being on the show today really appreciate it absolutely thank you for having me kettlebell kitchen offers meals designed by nutritionists prepared by chefs and conveniently delivered so you can spend more time in the gym and less time in the kitchen. Use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spell P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.